It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. For House of Cars. It's Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Pisscast. Welcome to it. So if you're a, a longtime Pisscast listener, you may remember a while back, we had a friend of the show uh, named William. And William was the unofficial statistician for this podcast. He kept track of the length of the episodes. and He did. He was the guy who was kind of... <laughs> He was always honest about running long because yeah. he was screwing up the stats of it in the name of the podcast. And then now, like, less. we've fully given up on trying to make... That's why we added the ish. 20-ish minutes. 20-ish. No. Use the name. Yeah. Um, but I haven't heard from William for a while. He lives in Ottawa now. Um, and he sent us the updated podcast stats here. Oh, wow. So of the 1,100 and five episodes that show up and i think i have like mislabeled some of these at some point so okay more or less yeah we're close right off by a couple episodes yeah um the average time right now is 23 minutes and 21 seconds i think okay that's actually lower than i thought it would be yeah uh, it's, I guess the early ones were shorter. Right. He also breaks it down by like whether we both host, whether I host, or whether you host. Right. Because that does change things. That does. It's always, it's always shorter. shorter. When it's just me. Yeah. Always a bit shorter. So there have been 962 episodes with the two of us. Those run 23.53 on average. Okay. I've hosted 79 by myself for an average of 20 minutes and 37 seconds, and you've hosted 64 by yourself for an average of 18 minutes and 31 seconds. That's odd. That I would have hosted 15 more yeah. solo podcasts than you because we have the same number of holidays. That is weird. Although there there was the one day I know that I did not upload the podcast. There was all kinds of trouble with... Yeah. Wasn't there? Yeah. I, was, I tried like 17 times and then by the end I couldn't get into it and that was it. So, okay. That minus one. I don't know about the other ones. <laughs> that doesn't make weird. sense. It doesn't make sense. No. Um, the total runtime of all the podcasts together, like if you were to start at the beginning and listen right through all 1,100 episodes, 429 hours, 57 minutes, 48 seconds. What is that in days? Let me get the calculator out here. 429 hours. When you say things out loud like that, it scares me. I'm like, don't ask me math questions. Nope. 17 days, almost 18 days straight of audio if you play it around the clock. That's a lot. My God. Yeah. My God. No wonder we forget some of the things that we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. That's a a lot of content. Uh, On today's show, we're going to talk about a weird type of dating that's happening in parts of the states Uh, i've got a heritage moment for you it has to do with the 88 olympics a conspiracy the latest in fashion a show that my wife won't let me watch um another goat argument the goat of something Mm -hmm. we're going to start eulogizing some of these restrictions as they get rescinded and we start with that today always exciting to hear another restriction go bye bye i spent much of yesterday learning about the emergencies act and some of uh the arguments for and against invoking it here So we'll talk about that. But first, the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Did you know, Beckler, that Skidoo's slogan used to be go do it? That I didn't know. Is it do spelt like Skidoo? Yep. D-O-O. Go do it. That was (laughs) that was the original just given her. When I was thinking about this, I was like the first. I suppose it was. It was. It was go do it. That was before just given her. Before just send it. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's what our dads were saying. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Go do it. It's funny because I was looking into this and I was reading about it and I was laughing a little bit. And then I found this hilarious ad for Skidoo from the 70s that used the slogan. And let me just describe this ad for you. So it shows a guy with a porno mustache (laughs) who can I, I can only assume is Terry 
So Terry's doing all these fancy tricks on a snowmobile, and then it cuts to this, this sexy blonde girl that's just watching in awe. And then at the end of the commercial, she's on Terry's lap. <laughs> sort of suggest, suggesting that if you have a skidoo and can do this, then you will also get you an get old the lady sexy like blonde. this. Yeah. Sure? yeah, and then the commercial itself has no lines. It just has this porno-sounding track in the background, and this girl's whispering, go do it. Just here. Gets to the slogan, okay? Oh, yeah. This is for Skidoo. Yep. Get on Skidoo and go do it. <laughs> I think I will. I was just watching and I was listening to this whole thing, and I'm, enjo- I'm just envisioning Terry when he first heard this commercial and how cranked he'd be. You know, he'd be watching this guy doing tricks and then he sees this sexy lady and he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goose that throttle. Woo! Yeah, she can ride my ditch pickle. Oh, he'd be so crazy. You think we can bring that back? Can we please? Try it. Go do it. Go do Go it. Go do it. Go do it. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, I spent a good chunk of time yesterday reading about the Emergencies Act, mm-hmm. which was invoked earlier this week. I was trying to take in a few different perspectives on it because, uh, honestly, I did not know a whole lot about it when the announcement came down. Nor did I. Aside from that, it was uh, the replacement to the War Measures Act. Yeah, and it's um, never been invoked in our lifetimes. So it is not. probably understand why we didn't really know a lot about it. This is the first time it's ever been invoked. So Here's what I found intriguing, though. So as you mentioned, like the predecessor was the War Measures Act. Mm-hmm. And that was only invoked, I think, three times during both World Wars and then during the October crisis in Quebec in 1970. Right. And then in the 80s, it was repealed and replaced with what we now call the Emergencies Act. And in in 1970, so that involved the FLQ in Quebec, at the time, Tommy Douglas, who was the leader of the NDP, he said that he thought using such drastic measures to get Quebec under control was like, quote, using a sledgehammer to crack a peanut. And he thought it was way too heavy-handed. And you got to remember, the October crisis included murder, kidnapping, a bombing. So if that was a peanut, what what would this be? What would... Trucks blocking borders and honking be. What would the, what would that be considered? Yeah. What would Tommy Douglas think of that today? Wouldn't uh, wouldn't be good. No. The other big question that I have about this is, why did the prime minister invoke it when he did? Mm-hmm. Like the ambassador bridge was was reopened. Yep. The Coots border blockade was ending. The protesters in Ottawa had agreed to pull out of residential areas and stick to Parliament Hill, and then. Trudeau reached for the sledgehammer and gave his government more power than we've seen in our lifetime. Why then? I'm assuming that it was because it takes a bit of time to enact this, like to invoke this. No, like, yeah, I don't think you can just go, OK, right now. I, I feel like it would have to go through a few discussions, levels of government. I don't know. But I mean, when he made the announcement, it appeared that the situation yeah, so even was coming time, back then, under control. Yeah. And then since the announcement, there are there are apparently more blockades. So I don't know. And I would also, I mean, I would ask the people cheering this on. And I say this as somebody who wanted to see the illegal blockades end, who wanted to see the honking in Ottawa end. I don't think either of those things should be have been allowed to go on as long as they did. But the people who are cheering this on, like, you don't feel it's too drastic. Have you considered the precedent that it sets? Because I think some people hate these protesters so much that they... 
They're forgetting that one day we're going to have a different prime minister, we're going to have a different federal government, and when that person reaches for this sledgehammer, maybe even to put down a cause that you agree with this time, will you remember this moment right now? Will you remember thinking that it wasn't too drastic now? Because it sets a real precedent for the future. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, fully vaccinated travelers no longer need a PCR test to get back into Canada. That's good news. That'll save people a lot of money who are coming mm-hmm. back. Hey, because those PCRs are expensive. They right? are. I've got to say this whole like rollback restrictions is quite exciting. Even mm-hmm. though I I know we've had rollbacks in the past and you know, then to have these restrictions put back in place. But I'm I'm trying to be optimistic this time around and I think these things are gone for good, or at least I'm going to look at it that way. God, okay? I hope you're right. Yeah. I'm going and with each of these little things that, you know, are announced, I'm I feel like we should eulogize each one. Because again, I, it's, it's deserving. Like, let's celebrate it. We've it's, lived under these rules for so long oh now. Oh my god, yeah. yes. So it if I could, could I do a quick eulogy for the PCR test? Please. Okay. Please. We are gathered here today to remember the Canadian pre-arrival PCR test for fully vaccinated travelers. It's been a good run. Well, actually, it hasn't. I'm annoyed we ever needed you, but alas, you are no more. We can now get back to our own country without your assistance and without the fees associated with you. Your services are over, Canadian pre-arrival PCR test for fully vaccinated travelers. <laughs> And we hope to never see you again. Goodbye. Saya PCR now. That was a stretch. Doesn't matter. Beckler, do you have a musical tribute for I us? do. Okay, I great. Do. It's, just, it's clean and simple today. Right. Yeah. Is someone giving a test, a test, a test, a test to you? BNS in 20 minutes or less. I took the boys to the playground the other day, and there's always a bit of a debate over which playground we're going to go to because... Some playgrounds have some of the features the boys like. Right. But no playground has all of the features that they like. Okay. So this got us this got me thinking, what would you say, Shauna, is the goat of playground equipment? In my opinion, there's like three or four big players. Like three or four big I was gonna say this one seems pretty obvious to me. Does it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. There's a couple. There's a couple originals that I think are are the two. Yeah. It's well. It's. I wonder if we're thinking of the same two. The slide. Slide. And the swings. Yeah, those would be the big two. Would you throw monkey bars in the mix? Mm. Or are monkey bars not in the same? I mean, the, category. I, they could be in the mix as an honorable mention, but I think it really comes down to the slide or the swings. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And of those two, mm-hmm. which would you give it to? I'd give it to the swings. You give it to the swings. Can you explain your reasoning? Because I looked into it, and the swings were the OG of playground equipment. Okay. So that adds to it. They've been around for a very long time. Um, that's really it. I mean, the slide is always a good time, though. The slide is a good time. I'll give you. I agree with you. I think the swings are the goat of playground equipment. It's because because the, the slide you burn your ass on. First of all, if it's made of metal, which is do, never good, and you drive like when you drive past a park. Like, the bigger the slide and the more elaborate it looks, you're like, wow, that looks cool. But mm-hmm. they often don't function as well as they look like they would. It's true. Like, you don't quite get the speed and you don't quite, like... So, the other thing I've noticed is that, like, when we do go to the park, like, the boys will go on the slide, but they will stay on the swings. Yes. S- swings are they're thrilling because you can really control your own swing destiny, right? Like it's the most free form of the equipment. It really is. You can get going higher and higher if you want, or you can, you know, be a little more timid and not, and then people can push you and get you even higher. You can jump you can, off. You can do you tricks. Exactly. You can spin them up. Yeah. You can run through them, which is super dangerous but fun. Oh, it's always a good time. Yeah. The I underdog. Think, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Underdog. We call them underducks. 
Really? Yeah. We call them underdogs. Interesting. There's a regional difference. That's that we weird. Didn't, unless maybe I was the only one calling it an underdog. I don't know. The swings. I'd say the swings. Yeah. And like when the boys get the swings, they don't want to give them up. Mm-hmm. They don't because there's only so many. It's true. I think really like if you. Sharing is caring though. Do you tell them that? You got to let that go. I do. If there's a kid waiting, I'll be like, all right, we'll, we'll let the kid go. Yeah. But yeah, I think if you were to choose only one to have like in the park by your house, it's mm-hmm. got to be the swings. Absolutely. I take the swings over the slides. So. Oh, hell yeah. Go to playground equipment. The swings. Mm-hmm. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You sometimes like to laugh at businesses with extreme in the name. <laughs> Especially if it's regarding something that really isn't extreme at all. You know what I mean? Like, and then they have that name and you're like, that seems quite intense for what this is. Like we made fun of furniture extreme not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> furniture is just not really that extreme. Like how it's extreme pretty ordinary. furniture really be, you know? <laughs> we were almost extreme FM, right? Yes. X, the X almost stood for extreme until our old boss put his foot down. Which is so funny. Can you imagine? Extreme FM. That's what we, oh my. We're not, we're not that extreme. We are not. We're chill. Um, here's another one that I came across recently, and I was like, oh, extreme PETA? Oh, man. How like, did we miss extreme PETA? PETAs are truly one of the least extreme foods I think I could possibly think of. You know what, what I mean? What like, is an extreme food, though? It's true. I mean, I guess there, something that's a little spicy maybe yeah. would be a bit extreme. You know, Anything like, that's on fire. Yeah. Something like... <laughs> Light your ash on fire? That's a little more extreme. Pitas, though, honestly, like I can't envision pitas being extreme. <laughs> It'd be funny if they really leaned into the extreme part of it. Yes, it? it would. Chicken, tomato, lettuce, tzatziki, extreme, hummus, onion, peppers, lamb, extreme, cheese, lemon, steak, barbecue sauce, extreme, hot sauce. <laughs> Salt and pepper, cucumber, olives, extreme. Extreme. On the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Several people messaged us and said, is this just the replacement for cops? Nope. Is this the new cops bit? Absolutely not. <laughs> it, luckily, there's only a handful of businesses that have extreme in the name. Thank the... Don't challenge people to go looking for them, though. I know, and that's what people said right back. They're like, well, we can find some. No, please. My my voice actually hurts yes. from that extreme. I have that tickle in my throat yep, that we used to get every time we did cops, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I haven't felt in a long time. And yeah. It's been nice. Oh, so God. I, I get that the, the segments have the same energy, but we're definitely not trying to recreate cops. Mm-mm. No, unless we were subconsciously, but I sure hope not. No, no. VNS in 20 minutes or less. You love your car. Bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments, too. Refinance your auto loan with House of Cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket. Visit houseofcarscalgary.com. The VNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. So this isn't quite who's to blame, who's to blame, won't you tell us who's to blame, but perhaps you can weigh in, Shauna. Okay. I've started watching Seinfeld on Netflix. Yep. I'd only ever seen the odd episode of Seinfeld. I'd never like, watched most of it. And uh, it, it seems like the kind of show I can put on in the background and just kind of like half follow. For sure. I'm always like one of those. Mm-hmm. But apparently, McKenna, my wife, hates Seinfeld. Hates it. Mm. Okay. She, I asked her why yesterday and she said, it's not funny and their faces annoy me. Okay. She also hates Seinfeld memes that she sees online. Mm. She tried to put her foot down the other day and she's like, you can't watch that while I'm home. And then I was like, I don't think it works like that. Like, I think I'm allowed to watch Seinfeld in the house. I mean. So what do you think? Is that an unreasonable request to tell someone what they can and can't watch? Keep in mind, 
I wasn't saying like we're going to watch this together. I was going to say because if she's there and she has to watch it with you and she doesn't like it, then I can kind of understand that, right? Because you, she, yeah, I wouldn't make her sit down and like, force her to watch something she doesn't want to watch. Okay. But she's off doing her own thing in the house. No, and I'm sitting there. Well, if usually, she's not there, then it doesn't matter. I didn't think it matters. She's like, she's like even hearing it sets me off. Okay, like, well that's a little excessive. I was like, do you know how much like the Bachelor and Bachelorette BS I put up with in yep. this house? In fact, it numbs my brain. I mean, to be fair, if something really annoys you that much, it is annoying to hear it in the background. Like, <laughs> sometimes I'll be working and, you know, I'll forget what's on and I'll leave the TV on. Mm-hmm. And something like Dr. Phil will come on. In fact, oh, this happened yesterday yeah. and I got so irritated because it's so, like, it's just so annoying. <laughs> just hearing and all his the people voice, on it are annoying it, really. and he's <laughs> annoying and everything. So I do kind of understand that, okay? Like... Don't call him Dr. Phil. He's not a real oh, Call him Mr. And Phil, And then all please. the stupid actor people that are all whiny and all oh, my... Go- okay, I'm I'm getting irritated even thinking about that. So there maybe is something to be said about hearing it in the background, too. Yeah, I, I could see what you're saying there. If she had Dr. Phil on all day, I'd be like, can we please turn right. this off? Like, oh, you hear Oh, my God. Yeah. I, just, I just remember... Do you think we're that for anybody? I'm sure we <laughs> Do are. Do you think like yes. there's a couple that drives to work together? Absolutely. And there's like... Turn that off. Yep. I can't listen to that. It's I can't set, stand those two. <laughs> yes, 100%. Sorry. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I was reading about the hottest in fashion, Beckler, and here's one we're going to see a lot of this year. Glossy skin. So skin that's shiny, essentially. And you talk about how you sweat a lot, Beckler, so this oh is perfect God. for you, okay? <laughs> this trend is absolutely perfect. We are now artificially making ourselves look sweaty. Good. I'm already there. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm already there. Big sweaty fellas, yeah, it's our time to shine here, literally, boys. It's literally, it's all for you. Yeah, this is this is the new thing. <laughs> oh yes, the hottest look of the season: shiny faces. Oh yes, did you just get waterboarded, or are you going to work? No one really knows. Not since cracking a fresh roll of quarters have you seen such shiny faces. Excuse me, ma'am. It looks like your face is melting. Do you need assistance? Am I sweating profusely? Did I run out in the middle of a chemical peel? It's so hot. Your your face looks like a chicken breast wrapped in cellophane. Do you need assistance? Yes. Can you breathe? Oh, yes. So hot. Oh, yes. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. It's Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Back there along with Shauna. Yesterday on the show, we were talking about these strange posts that are showing up on Instagram where someone will be like, look at the new car I was able to afford thanks to cryptocurrency. Yeah. And we'd had a couple of our friends who were posting these things, and it was very out of character for mm-hmm. them. And I was like, okay, this must be a hack. Like, there must be... Something going on here with cryptocurrency. Yes, and we got a message from messages from several people who said it absolutely is a hack. Like someone fall, they click a link they're not supposed to, and next thing they know, they're locked out of their account, and these posts are showing up on it, which is awful. And it's very difficult to get your your account back. Mm-hmm. Here's the weird thing, though. After we talked about it, we started getting all of these mentions on Twitter, both you and I, saying like, you need to contact this person to get your account fixed. Yeah. You need to contact this person to get an in. There was like a half dozen of them. And I got a couple of them and I was excited. I was like, oh, that's awesome to know that there's an account that is in fact helping people with this because it is clearly a growing problem. Like we had so many messages from people being like, yeah, this happened to me. Well, I was very suspicious when we started getting all these tweets because I was like, none of these people follow me. They're all saying the exact same thing. Something's up. Mm. So I started looking at the accounts and they're all fake. 
all of these accounts that were tweeting us yesterday saying this is how you get your hacked Instagram account back are all fake. They have like two followers and all they tweet about is getting your hacked Instagram account back. And I kind of cracked up because you liked all the tweets. You went through and favorited all the tweets. Two of I was them, like, yeah. I got two of them. Respond. I was like, I don't think Shauna realizes that these aren't real. I did not. Real people that she's. So here's where the conspiracy part comes in. I think the people who are hacking the Instagram account and taking it over with these crypto posts are either in cahoots with the people who claim to be able to fix it or they're the same people. That's weird. Yeah. So you get your account hacked. And you're like, oh my goodness, I've lost my Instagram account and all my messages and all my friends on there. What do I do? And then someone's like, well, you go to this account and they can help you get it back. Well, what if the person who helps you get it back is like, I'll do it for a hundred bucks and then they split it with the person who hacked it in the first place? Or what if it's just the same person? What if they're just like running this like circular scam where it's like, yeah, we hack your account while also claim to be able to help you get it back? Man. Yeah. And it sewers you because you want your account back. Of course like you everybody do. I'd be who happened to yeah, was devastated by it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's greasy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it when I saw it, I was like, this doesn't sit right with me. Mm. Something's going on here. Something's up. Something is up. So on the plausibility scale, Shauna, how many links to videos that you're in? You remember that one? Yes. Check out this video that you're in and you click it next thing you know. Oh, you're hacked. Man, you're hacked. Yep. How many of those out of ten does it get? I'm gonna give this one. I'm going to say 16 links to videos that you're in. Okay. That's 16. a high rating. Yeah. Check out this video. You're in it. No. No. <laughs> what was I doing? Not me. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Beckler, have you heard of pheromone parties? No. What's a pheromone party? So when I first heard about this, it sounded like one of those, you know, fads that you hear about and you're like, nobody's actually doing this. And then I looked into it a little bit further and there's a lot of them happening in LA right now. So what you do is you take a t-shirt, you sleep in it for three nights And then you put it in a bag and you take it to a bar and then your bag is placed on a table and people can choose to stiff it throughout the night. And if they find it smells good, then they can take a photo with your bag and then they can meet up with you later because naturally they're attracted to your natural (laughs) scent. So the idea behind all of this is, of course, because of the the natural pheromones that people say, they say like that your natural scent is what attracts people sexually to one another. So this is kind of just a way of a different type of dating, right? Where you you bring your smelly ass shirt to this bar and then put it in a bag, and people can sniff these bags and see if they right they like your natural scent. Okay, how are you feeling about this? It's disturbing to it's me. It's a little weird, isn't it? Like what? Who, yeah. Like how many? I'm not <laughs> sure that I'm ready to commit to sniffing forty bags, so that I might, after the thirty eighth one, find one that I don't mind the scent of. After with everyone before, like, oh, God. And then, and then you're like, oh, this one smells good. But then you meet the person that's attached to it. And you're like, well, no. Yep. Definitely no. And you're like, so, oh, well, this is. This so been I, sniff, I sniffed 40 bags <laughs> to find somebody that I'm not actually attracted God, to. I'd be so tempted to just fill one of the bags with farts. I know. Well, <laughs> and everyone's like, no, not this one. That's the thing. Like, what, what are people putting on their shirts? You know, like, you don't know what people are doing with those things just as a joke because you're right. Oh, man. Sniff a bag of farts. Oh, <laughs> Unless there's someone God. who has to test it before, like some employee who's got to go through well, and, and make sure that they're all... Well, and unfortunate job would that yeah. be? You know? All right, here's the next 40 bags. Start sniffing. Oh, God. Man. <laughs> if you're single, you, you don't end up with one of those, hey? Oh. You're just like, like this is how what did I get here? This is what we're going for. <laughs> we're that desperate right now that we're going for this, okay? Bags of farts. CNS in 20 minutes or less.
A Calgary Heritage Moment. As we watch the Winter Games in Beijing, we reflect back upon the games that once happened right here in Calgary. Whether you were alive for it, here for it, or just here for the legacy it created, it's always exciting to think of your home city hosting the games. One of the biggest stories from Calgary's 88 Olympic run is that of Eddie the Eagle. Of course, a major motion picture has now been made about Eddie, and despite the creative liberties taken, the true story of Eddie the Eagle is no less inspiring. Eddie Edwards was a talented downhill skier that was born in Great Britain. Despite his best efforts, he was unable to make the National British Ski Team, but didn't feel this was the end for his ski career. So upon realizing that there were no British ski jumpers, he decided to start training in that field for a way into competition. He was definitely a little less talented than his rivals in the art of ski jumping. However, this didn't stop him from competing and improving his own personal bests. And eventually, he got the call he'd always dreamed of. A call saying that he would be able to represent Britain in the World Championships in ski jumping. At the time, Eddie was actually working as a plasterer and was living in a Finnish mental hospital in order to save money. His performance in the world was enough to qualify him for the Olympics, and in 1988, he descended upon Calgary. He faced a lot of criticism, with many feeling he wasn't good enough to be competing on the world stage. But Eddie's lust for life and spirit in the Games quickly won over the hearts of the world, showing that the Olympics aren't just about sport. Eddie did land his Olympic jump, and it even earned him a personal best. Despite this, the International Olympic Committee didn't take too kindly to Eddie's feats and actually initiated the Eddie the Eagle rule in 1990 to stop future amateurs from competing in the Olympics. The rule states that you must be placed in the top 50 of the world's competitors or be ranked in the top 30% to compete in international standard events. Regardless, Eddie had earned his place in the games and in the hearts of the world. In 2000, Eddie was seen as an Olympic ambassador and even became the torchbearer for the 2010 Games in Vancouver. The visual of Eddie flapping his arms like an eagle to the cheers of the Olympic crowd in Calgary will never be forgotten. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast for House of Cars. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X929, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.